is Sports Wrap. Always a pleasure to check in with Nerali. Yeah. Still over in the UAE. Uh, we'll get to why she's hanging around there in just a moment. But Nerali, Spring Carnival is upon us and it's a special time of the year with or without the fans. It's the Sport of Kings and one of the signature races of the season has been won and run. Talk us through it. And what a finish in the end. Incentivise won the $5 million Caulfield Cup. A big first win for Peter Moody, but won the Group 1 convincingly by three and a half lengths despite being in the widest barrier and in wet conditions because the wet track was probably the biggest question mark over Incentivise heading into this one. And I loved the moment jockey Brett Preble declaring, look out Melbourne Cup, he's going to eat up the 3,200 metres. So... A big statement from the jockey straight afterwards. As you pointed out, it was the widest barrier and it had to run five wide for most of the race. Looked to be stonewalling on the back and then it just shot home. You can't... Un- I get the feeling watching that. We're watching one of the greats of racing. We've seen... We saw something special out there mm. that really could be up there with some of the wow. best horses uh, to ever run yeah. in this country. Is that fair? Trainer Peter Moody, best known for... Black caviar. Black caviar. So let's be honest, he's, he's done superstars before. Um, so hopefully, you know, in the sport of racing, this is, as you say, another of those moments. But can we just listen to the drama at the end there? Sure. Because absolutely creamed it. Instead of eyes is coming away, four legs in front, and instead of eyes, what a star! Won the Caulfield Cup from nonconformist, dead heat third, Persan or Monophilia. A long way out in front, it really mm. did uh, lead them a merry dance. Pulled the field's pants down, if I can say, in <laughs> racing parlance. You mentioned Peter Moody, uh, Nez, and you famously uh, trained Black Caviar, and it's a great comeback for him too, because he had retired or had been run out of the caper for mm. a while. Uh, Caulfield was his home track. It was a triumphant return from the halcyon days, and I always remember this quote, and this is why people love Peter mm. Moody and colourful racing characters. In the lead-up to Black Caviar over at Ascot mm. at Ground Zero for Toffee Poms, and this is what Peter Moody had to say. You know, I'm a very parochial Aussie. Uh, I love, you know, and, and being a parochial Aussie, we love nothing more than sticking it into those palms, do we? <laughs> they have this term, are we Antipodeans? Or Antipodeans, yeah. Antipodeans. That look down that big long nose at you, oh, he's an Antipodean. <laughs> so with a very fast horse, you bastard. <laughs> well, he's got another one. Let's go to Sydney. What's happening? Uh, what happened at the Everest? It was emotional, Mickey, because people were allowed yeah. to go 10,000 at Royal Randwick. It looked fantastic, yeah. didn't it? It really did. It did, even just seeing the social media posts, which normally annoy the crap out of me if I'm not there. And I was like, oh, it's amazing. Look at the dresses. Look at the millinery. Now, this is the, this is the most expensive or the biggest prize money offered uh, on turf anywhere in the world, a $15 million horse race. Correct. Nature Strip won the richest race, as you say, on turf. Trainer Chris Waller, $6.2 million for the first prize, won the 1,200-metre sprint um, and just James McDonald basically just pushed him clear from the straight. There was so much emotion as well um, by those involved because they could look around and see the crowd and just, you know, really absorb what they'd been missing in the last few months and what everyone has gone through. Let's have a listen to the audio at the end of the race. Nature strip in front of Eduardo. Nature strip kept going. Eduardo. Mars Crusade is jumping out of the ground. Just missed. Nature strip clings on. He's king of the mountain this time. Nature strip from the Finishing Mars Crusader and Eduardo. 
it's a curious race, the Everest. It was set up, I, I don't know, largely I think it's a spoiler for the Spring Carnival. Yep. I don't understand why. I still, the yep. nomination process is still <laughs> bizarre to me. It's my understanding that you pretty much buy a stall. So if you get together or I think the public can get behind something. Right. I think we could basically at Triple M back, a, I could buy a Shetland pony. Right. And if we've got enough people to ring up and say, I want that horse in, yep. you, you, can get get a run. A, you can get it a run. Oh. Uh, you can buy your way in. I think someone can actually buy stalls and sublease stalls. Oh, wow. It's an incredible process. Mm. I wonder if any of these horses are going to go down as champions. Mm. The one that won the first two or three, and I don't think it's ever won anything mm. else. I'm confused by it, but you cannot argue <laughs> with the fact that Six million dollars to the winner. Yeah, get cracking. Happy days. Who knows? I might enter two men in a pantomime horse costume. <laughs> there's probably a way to do it and get in there. So we'll <laughs> see what happens. Hey, Nez, we're going to take a quick break and come back and talk to you further about other things in world sport. All right, Narrowly Meadows with us. It is Malloy on Triple M. Narrowly Meadows with us. You're listening to Malloy on Triple M all around Australia on the listener app as well. Okay. Apparently, this is of interest to some people, but. <laughs> There's a T20 World Cup uh, coming down the pike. Is that true? I don't know. I just checked something. I saw something in the mail. Once again, I, I'm just in awe of how much you support my career <laughs> and the fact that I'm hosting the biggest event in cricket this year for the biggest cricket-loving nation in India. I love the fact that you really support me. Tell me, me why but... the Indians love you so much. You're like a, in the biggest country in the world. You could walk in there. You're like a superstar. Yeah. You're like some kind of... How did that happen? Did I miss a meeting? <laughs> Apparently somebody thought I was all right at my job, Mickey. You're I know right you again. don't agree with it. <laughs> hey, now take that back. You know my thoughts on that. I say it often mm. and regularly. You are the best in the business. Yeah. I don't know anyone, a man or woman, who knows as much about sport Agreed. as you do. I won't have Very that. Funny. But basically the, the T20 World Cup is happening. It was supposed to be in Australia this year, but India, uh, last year, but India, basically it's been a whole thing with COVID and now we end up in the UAE, but it's India's home yep. World Cup. The uh, Basically what they're calling round one started yesterday and we've already had a surprise because Scotland have beaten Bangladesh. Remembering that Bangladesh... <laughs> beat Australia recently. Oh, yeah. It was a bit of a second 11 Australia, but still we've already got upsets. Australia are straight through to what they call the super 12s in this. They'll face, uh, they've got a warm-up match against New Zealand and India this week. And then Saturday they start things off against South Africa. Yeah. So that will be a massive one. They're ranked seventh, not in the greatest of form. David Warner not scoring runs. Aaron Finch coming back from injury. We've had a couple of babies thrown in there as well. And obviously the pandemic. So <laughs> we'll wait and see how we go, but still a very strong side. Names like Cummins, Hazelwood, who's been great in the IPL, won the title with Chennai Super Kings. Glenn Maxwell has been brilliant. Steve Smith, Stark, Stoinis. So there's a few in there that hopefully, fingers crossed, we can do well because we've never won this tournament before. So you never know. And the other thing with world cricket at the moment is everyone is a little bit underdone. So it is a bit of a who knows what can happen here. And you know what? If Scotland can beat Bangladesh, then maybe we can win the whole thing. Does it feel like you should get a cap for Australia if all you do is play T20? Don't you think? If you play it's not the baggy three. I know that. But it's still somehow. Mm. I just don't. Here's, here's my thoughts. You play test cricket for your country. The one-dayers, you don't play any one-day tournaments apart from the World Cup and the ICC tournament. They're the only ones you should ever play for your country. Mm -hmm. And yeah. uh, T20, just play for club level or something. Don't, don't pretend you're a, a national sports star. 
But T20 is an ICC event. This is what I'm doing here. It's a World Cup event. Give me some credit. I want oh, some credit. No, I'm right behind you on this. Is it possible to pick a team on form in T20 or is it just luck on the day? No, it actually is. Um, but right now it's very hard because of the pandemic just threw yeah. just banners into the mix. So the rankings are done from a couple of years ago for this tournament because of the pandemic. But usually it actually is. Speaking of World Cups, let's go to uh, soccer. Now, what's happening? Interesting news here. Please fill us in. Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure about this one, Mickey. Basically, the, they've decided FIFA are, are flagging the idea of holding a World Cup every two years instead of Good every Lord. four. And it's got sporting bodies around the world with their backup. The latest is the International Olympic Committee who have called for discussions over the plan. They're all sort of insinuating that it's maybe to do with money over the actual tournament. It feels great. Yeah, so the FIFA's proposals are set to be voted on in December. But you know what, Mickey? I think they have bigger problems right now. Let's head to Ireland, shall we? A Glentoran goalkeeper, Aaron McCary, has been sent off for hitting his own teammate <laughs> oh, no. because he had a turnover on the halfway mark. Well, it was scored by Free, but it was made by Kane. And, and just, just off camera, there is a Glentoran player down. McCary ran over. Yeah. There's contact with the, the face of Bobby Burns. He's been sent off. I have never seen anything like that. <laughs> Has a, a problem with Bobby Burns's part in the build-up of that goal, but you, you just can't do that. Down to 10 men, and it's because of the actions of the goalkeeper against one of his own players. <laughs> Bobby Burns. I love the name Bobby Burns. Well, one of the most famous poets uh, you'll find from the Irish. Uh, an absolute ripper and a national Hero. So, yes, a very uh, Irish name. You know what? I could understand a goalkeeper behaving like that if, I don't know, he was keeping in Colombia <laughs> where you might be shot in a bar afterwards for conceding an easy goal, but it feels a little over the top. <laughs> was it in the Irish League? Was- Newcastle a while mm. ago, there was two players who yeah, boxed right. on uh, right. for each other Seems in Newcastle. They've got issues. Their yeah. fans are trouble. Their hooligans Take are everywhere. And now they're turning on each other. That's Come right. on. And he was booed by the fans as he left the field. But the fans, this isn't the only thing that they're getting involved in in world sport right now to have a bit of an opinion, a bit of a boo. Ben Simmons, can we talk about Australia's Ben Simmons? (laughs) He's back. But for how long? We'll wait and see. Can I ask you this just quickly? Is he back because contractually if he turns up he gets paid or is he back because he's mended bridges with Philadelphia? Basically because he gets paid and it also keeps his value going okay for a trade possibility to come up. But Coach Doc Rivers spoke about him coming back and said, look, there's no awkward energy. It's all (laughs) fine. We welcomed him back to the group and had a bit of a joke like everyone else. He's basically suited up for his first practice. We're not sure when he'll play. But when I speak of fans... (laughs) Let's listen to some of the Philly fans, shall we? Nah, I don't want him to come back. I want him to go somewhere, but if he do come back, we'll hope he learn how to shoot the ball. The guy can play, he has great court vision, and he can defend. But when you can't shoot in the playoffs, you're no factor. Uh, not too happy about it. But you're wearing his jersey, though. It was the only thing in the closet. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was the only thing in the closet. That's not a ringing endorsement. No. That's, uh... What's going to happen when, in front of the home fans, 
if and when he runs out there in his first game? Will it be predominantly cheers or boos? Mm. I shudder to think, Mickey, genuinely shudder to think because they are some of the most passionate fans in world sport. Um, as you say, if he starts taking shots, he'll actually get Bronx cheers, much like when he um, yeah. was actually sinking free throws. <laughs> so I think it would take quite a long time of, of actual performances before they would come back. But I don't know if we'll get to that point. There's plenty more to play out mm. on this one. I personally feel he should have taken a trade to the Washington Generals. <laughs> Who I feel are due for a win. I just feel they've been beaten by the Globetrotters so many times. You just, I'd like to become the new team owner of the Washington Generals, and I reckon I could get them a win. Look, put it this way I can't do worse because they've never won. My understanding is the Washington Generals have never won. We inject some money. I'll get DT. I'll get, I'll get a couple of the big head guns. We'll do it. Hey, well done, Nerly. Get the Shetland pony involved. That's right.